Welcome to another edition of the eSpot with Camille. The eSpot is your location for the latest in entertainment, beauty, and design from the people who make it. Thanks for joining. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everyone to the eSpot with Camille. I'm your host, Camille Cower, and you might recognize my guest because he's been here before, but also he is making a huge splash in the podcasting world. And I need to know his tricks now because he's, he's he started as a, a, a guest and now he's making his own show. So we got to learn about what he's doing with that. But also since it's New York Fashion Week, I had to ask Mr. International Model himself, a little bit what he thinks about the latest that's going on in New York fashion. And we'll catch up a little bit about, I call it Nike gate, sneaker gate, all of the gates in between, how big businesses try to chew up small businesses after they've gotten to a certain community. It's a coincidence that keeps replaying itself. So let's talk to the man um, who does not like to be quiet, Mr. Trent Outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> up next. Well, hello. What up? I like that. From Toronto, uh, Ontario, or somewhere in Canada. In Canada, yeah. Oh. I'm I'm in Montreal today, actually. Oh, see, I yeah. knew it's somewhere up north that's exactly. um, got more laws than we have here to dump so. <laughs> so, so fill us in. What's been going on? What made you decide to start a podcast? Let's start with that. Um, all right. Thank you very much. Every, every time I'm on um, anyone's podcast or a show, everybody talks to me about my old business and sneakers and Nike and, and all that stuff. So thank you for mentioning the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of people have asked me that question and I have always, as you know, I was into modeling. I was into acting. I love being in front of the camera. That's my passion. And um, business and sneakers has always just been something that I was just good at just by default. Um, and then I just kept on like, how do I get back in front of the camera? And it was just a natural progression for me. Um, you know, when everybody was on YouTube, I had like a little YouTube channel and now everyone's into podcasting. So I just figured um, it was just an easy transition for me. So here I am. And how grateful we are for this <laughs> because, you know, I mean, like, of course we love the fact that you obviously have a face for camera, but the fact that you also have the voice for it too, like the things that Thank you're speaking you. about, it's not like you're just talking about the latest fashions or the new yeah. shoes to cop. You're talking about serious issues yeah. from a male perspective and not yeah. just a male perspective, a black man's perspective, but yeah. you have the benefit of growing up kind of in two different worlds. So you can see yeah. a lot of things from two different perspectives. Yeah. How do you think that plays into your podcasting and like the different topics that you choose to talk about? Um, you know, it was actually just a natural progression, really. Um, I started out uh, doing interviews like how you're doing right now. And you know what? I got to say, like, kudos to the to the podcasters that have people on and doing interviews. I found it was just too difficult, like coordinating time and then, you know, like running edits by people and et cetera. And I'm not saying I, I I'm never going to go back to that. But I started out my first 10 or 15 episodes interviewing somebody and then I just felt like I wanted to do a podcast every day and I didn't want to keep on having to wait for somebody. So I just took the latest news and trending topics and gave my opinion. And as you know, I'm very opinionated. And like you said earlier, I never like to shut up, hence the <laughs> out loud. So it was just natural for me, right? It's just like, take my topics, say what, say how I feel about them. Um, my mind is always thinking, um, I, I feel like in, in a different way from, from the norm. I don't want people say I'm progressive or people say I'm a leftist or whatever, but I'm just me. I'm just trying out loud. I never try to take a political stance or I never try to take a view. 
um, in particular. It's just who I am and what I think. And I think that's maybe what resonates with people because I'm just being me. And I don't really care if somebody likes it or somebody doesn't like it. The, 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 the feedback from me, it, for me, is being able to voice how I feel. And that's enough for me. And I love that you brought up how difficult it is to get guests because, oh, my, Mm. for the past seven seasons, I have debated on going guestless because it is such a pain in the butt to coordinate schedules. And because I still do work as a freelancer, if I'm lucky enough to book a job, then (laughs) I'm the problem. I'm the problem. Exactly. Even more importantly, like it's it's hard to do it all. And a lot of times with podcasting, you do have to also be your own marketer, your own this, your own that. So it's like, exactly. at what point do you let certain things drop off? And kudos to you to be able to do it by yourself because I have not got the um, confidence I need, oh, <laughs> I need really? someone else to react to. Like I like <laughs> yeah. listening to people's stories just as much as I like hearing I my you. opinion I about their you. story. But yeah, um, no, I get it. Like, I joke all the time when people are our guests and we have a good chemistry. I'm like, hey, don't you just want to be a permanent guest? <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? And- the pay is awful, but I give IMDb credit. Like- <laughs> no. It doesn't matter. I'll do it for free. And you know what? And that was another thing because yeah. a lot of the comments or a lot of things in my DMs, people are always like, yo, I would love to hear somebody else's opinion. I'd love to hear you argue with somebody. And I would love to do that because the interaction and different perspectives is obviously what makes you know, great TV, right? From yeah, The yeah, View yeah. to The Breakfast Club to, you know, um, uh, Stephen A. Um, first Take. And now that Shannon and Stephen A. are there, you, you want to have difference of opinion. And that's cool. But um, I, I, especially starting out my first couple of years, um, I don't want anybody holding me back. So I wanted to just showcase who Trent Out Loud is. And the hopes of that is, like you just said, where somebody or a production company or somebody along the way will be like, hey, we really like Trent, and we really like this person and that person, and let's put a show together. So the ultimate goal is to be um, with other podcasters. But um, for now, I just want to really cement myself in the podcast world and, and make a name for myself. Hey, you're making a splash. And so whatever, <laughs> by any cost, uh, like I appreciate because there is so many different formats. There are so many different yeah. ways to mm. podcast or video podcast or however they want to change the names. So um, yeah. I know you appreciated my fact of bringing up your current stuff, but we still got to talk about the old stuff because that's okay. the flashy stuff. Of that's course. how I got to know you. Facts, I get it. The books are about because yeah. you know, we're going to do a plug of the books, of course, because um, available on Amazon. How sneakers saved my life. How sneakers ruined my life. Report yeah, so, your boy. And that's it. Like <laughs> I have to ask, like, what yeah. happened with Sneaker Gate or Nike Gate? What? Yo, was- it's so funny that you call it Nike Gate. That's hilarious. <laughs> You're so American. <laughs> I'm not aging myself. I was not around during yeah. Watergate, but it's yeah, still, course. you know, the same yeah, kind yeah, of joyous stuff. Of, I yeah, did yeah. grow Any- up around the Dick movie. So, kind the of Dick the movie. What's the Dick movie? Uh, um, it was about. I think that was the name. <laughs> it was Nick. <laughs> but either way, it was with um it was about that whole Watergate. Oh my gosh. Okay. Same thing. Oh, because yes. Richard Nixon, Richard, Richard Dick. Nixon. Oh, okay, but I didn't see that. But yeah, anyways. It just it just Yeah, exactly. We're like, like we're both slow. You know, I'm we're like, both dyslexic too. So like <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh wait, did I say the wrong yeah. word? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> but I think I got it right that time, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it in post if I didn't. Perfect, perfect. Um, all right. So to answer your question, and um I've been thinking about how to answer this question differently and not. Um, come across so much like I'm attacking Nike because 
you know, as you know, I, I'm, I'm big on therapy and I've been going to, you know, dealing with this um, in therapy, shout out to my therapist. And um, really, um, at the end of the day, um, I made these choices for me to be in, in a better place. Um, you know, keeping it honest, I, I, I still believe that, um, you know, I, I don't, I still believe that Nike management um, is not um, truly um, thinking about their, their partners. And I understand that a big business obviously has to think about um, their investors and, and their balance sheet, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for the praise that Nike puts on their street retailers um, and their and their neighborhood accounts, especially black and brown accounts, I don't think uh, Nike uh, is doing enough to elevate and to grow those brands. Um, and it's not enough, you know, giving us the account, you know, it, it's not 1950, like, wow, thanks for letting us in. Like, yo, it's 2023, man, we had civil rights movements, we had, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to George Floyd, right? There's 50 years uh, of, of, of progression here. And um, I, I was really just done with being happy, um, being let into the, into the room um, and, and having a seat at the table. I want to be heard. Um, I want to be respected. And um, every business person knows that the number one fundamental rule of, of business is to scale. Um, and, and I don't feel like Nike uh, was allowing myself and other neighborhood accounts um, to scale and, and they just wanted us to um, shut up and dribble. I'm trying to do better, but I have to let one shot out. You know what I mean? I have to let one shot out the gun. No. But uh, yeah. Uh, fire away. Like that, right. you know, I'd rather you do it than me. Yeah, facts. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm I can't get canceled, it. but I always jokingly, but at the same time, I don't know what jobs I don't get because of my mouth. <clears throat> yeah, but facts. Say la vie. <laughs> um, so moving forward, like. Did I explain that right, that though? Did, I, did yeah. I articulate that right? Did you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. No, I got it. Like they were, they loved the fact that they had you guys as a brand, so to speak, or like different companies working for you guys, but they weren't really giving you the support that you needed at the level that you guys were bringing in business is the way I gathered it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not even, uh, and not maybe some of the partners didn't even realize that they had a seat at the table, but they weren't being listened to, you mm -hmm. know? And, and I, I feel like not taking a, a, a shot at, at our own community, but let's just be real. I feel like there's still a lot of, of us that, that are, are sometimes afraid to speak up. You know, I, I tried to reach out to a couple of my my colleagues to say look stand with me in this fight and most of them um liked what i was doing but didn't want to voice it with me you know mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about a large group right there's 30 or 40 of us and um you know staying at one door two doors like you know mm -hmm. nike's a 40 billion dollar business how could they not understand that i want to take my business from a you know a 10, $15 million business to a hundred or $250, $250 million business. Like that's like, uh, I'm not saying that a $10 million or $15 million business is not, is not good, but in, in the grand stream of business, that's a micro business. No, I mean, that's what <laughs> unions are striking for right now is like in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. Yeah. It's great that you're making billions, but if most of your employees are only making 
like they're not making livable wages. They're not able to make those like generational exactly. wealth for their family as well. But you're able to make generational wealth for your exactly. entire existence forever. And exactly. Plethora. Like it's yeah, it's something. And, and it's renegotiation. And, and it's kind of hard to understand because you said like how like, yes, I'm for sure we're, was making above minimum wages. So I wasn't struggling. But that doesn't mean that I still shouldn't be able to scale to the levels of 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 hundred million dollar companies, right? Like, why do we have to be comfortable with a $10 million a year business? And even my publicist at the time was like, you know, it's hard to get, to gather support from Americans or Canadians that they're fighting for housing and livable wages. And you're here, you know, having a multi-million dollar business, they would, they would, there's a lot of people that would uh, wish for that. But I don't think that that is reason enough for me to shut my mouth. Like I, I'm not, Right. I, I want more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want a billion dollar company. I want a Fortune 500 company. Like, why can't like how how did how does the next Foot Locker come come about? How does the next JD Sports come about? It's why can't it be one of us? Why does it always have to be one of them? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And yeah, now I even did it even more. Exactly. <laughs> like when I was thinking of your employees with the livable wage, just for yeah. FYI, because I already know um, sneakers ruined and health care. Like, um, yeah. oh, I know. <laughs> I know that yeah. you'd be making bank y'all of them sneakers, but yes. for everyone else that this, like, it's good to hear from people on your level. Like still, like, it doesn't matter just because you're finally at the table. It doesn't mean you won't, won't have to keep fighting at once you get to that table. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think a lot of times, even, um, on the level for me, like the problems I was noticing, uh, in my own life, like trying to figure out things was just noticing that, people want the token there. Like they want to show diversity, but they don't want to hear diversity. They don't want to like actually delve into those problems. They don't want to actually vote in that direction. Like they're just like, Oh, just be the color that we need at the table, but don't, exactly. we don't really want your ideas. We don't really want to work in your way. We don't want to actually have maybe black owned brands in that store as well. Like we just want you there for the window dressing, not to actually exactly. be part of it. Exactly. And I have so. a problem with that. As you should. And yes. I'm glad you're speaking out about that because a lot, I mean, the people who are just the designers sometimes can't. Like, yeah. There's not that many opportunities for them to be able to try other things or speak up when things go badly. So, exactly. Just a pain. Mm. So, right now it's New York Fashion Week. Yep. To switch gears a little. Mm -hmm. Are there, and of course, you've, I've been an editorial model. You love the camera. The camera loves you. What were some of the, whenever you worked in fashion, what were some of the things that kind of surprised you about working on such a big stage? Like, were there things that were there perks? Were there <laughs> things yeah. that, that were awful? Like they didn't really pay that well or uh, any of the things that people might not know from the audience? Um, yeah. Like, like with everything, it's a grind, man. Like I was, when I was modeling, I was just starting Exo City. Um, and for those of you who don't know the distance, Montreal is, let's say six or seven hours from New York. Um, so as a, as a working model and I was an international model, I was signed to eight different agencies across the world. And, and when I was in New York, I still wasn't making enough money to live in New York. I mean, I was living with my cousin and sleeping on her couch and I've come back to Montreal, try to run, run the store. And it's just, people look at the glam of, of, of modeling. And they're like, Oh my gosh, these big superstars. But just like in the music industry and just like in, like we're talking about movies, like there's a 1%, maybe 2% of the models that are working there that are making money and living full-time off of modeling, you know? Um, and, and that's just the, the realities of it. Um, but on the flip side, 
it is really fun. You know what I mean? Like I remember just like being in Manhattan, walking around, going to um, what do they call it? Uh, uh, casting is it casting calls or I can't remember yeah. the the term. But uh, there's a little sees. term that models. Yeah, go sees exactly. Yeah. <laughs> go sees. Uh, yeah. So like going on go sees is like just walking around Manhattan. Like just the vibe in New York, man. It's it's my favorite place um in the world. And um yeah, I, I miss it. I, I wish I was there. I miss going to Paris Fashion Week, which. Um, I, I actually even maybe prefer a little bit more than New York just because it's so different. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of, I miss the world, but the one thing, the one thing I don't miss about modeling, and this is why I had to leave. Um, and we're going back to the beginning of this is that models don't have a voice. You have to express yourself with your walk and the, what the designer is wearing. Like I, I need to be speaking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like me just being like, <laughs> I can't. No, dude, I, I need to voice my opinion. So I had to just get out of the industry. <laughs> Another reason why so many, I think, uh, actors and entertainers have started their own podcasts is because that exact reason, like they, they're usually speaking other people's words exactly. or like, or not even able to speak at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well. So there's a little bit of both with that. Um, yeah. So now that you have the mic and have the opportunity to say everything and anything that you like, what yeah. is something that you would like to like talk about, or even as of today, what is most that's sticking out in your mind that you think people need to have these conversations and maybe they're not having it to the deep level they should? Um, to be 100% honest with you, like if I had a choice, I would every day talk about like hard hitting issues. Like when I turn my TV on to, to just have like background noise, I put it on CNN. Um, I like dealing with the, the, the tough realities of the world and giving my opinions on it. But I also have to understand that some people need a break sometimes. You know what I mean? Some, mm -hmm. Sometimes people need a release. So your podcast and your Instagram can't always be about a racial issue. It can't always be about Donald Trump. It can't always be about, you know, the, the war, or et cetera. I mean, yes, CNN can do that because they're a 24 hour news station. I feel like as a podcaster, the lane that I want to be in, at the end of the day, I want to be in the entertainment lane. So I'm trying to stay away from the, the, the harder hitting issues and trying to go back to, and trying to mix in and have some fun. Um, but for me, I think overall, the biggest um, issue is going to be uh, the 2024 election. And uh, we're seeing it right now play out, but I don't think people realize it's August 2023 we're over a year out and the airways are covered with the election so just imagine next year for people like me and you who have our own little podcasts and our shows and whatever like we're gonna have so much content come this time next year it's gonna be crazy <laughs> and funny you mentioned that i just was um emceeing a, a political event last night yeah. and just like thinking ahead of how big it's going to be for 2024, because it, yeah. you're right. It's like right now it's small municipal elections that are going on, which are yeah. equally as important because that's, that's what affects your court and all of, like they decide whether or not you get a bail, you know? Right. Yeah, so of course. <laughs> there's yeah. those people, but then yeah. uh, like, I think I learned so much from how different it was under Trump's presidency, where it felt like he was like, he had, laws that reached everywhere. Like there was nowhere he couldn't touch and change yeah. the laws. Cause even here in North Carolina, like our governor has no power really. Cause um, yeah. the house and whatever that, yeah. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. I'm not a civics class. So <laughs> needless to say, like, it's just been like, Oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. You have to talk a little bit about the political stuff going on, but at the mm. same time, it's like, 
you're almost overwhelmed with it because it exactly. is affected in everything. And, you know, right, right now, because of the strikes and stuff, I can't talk to people about their upcoming projects, but I can talk mm. to them about elections and hot topic stuff. True. So it's, it's an yeah. interesting world. I can't, I'm, I'm really, and some of the things that they're talking about with the election too, with the ageism of it all, it's kind of yeah. like in the term limits, which yeah. I appreciate the idea, but not right now. <laughs> <Facts. you> know, <laughs> I still want the 80 year old over the 77 year old. Um, but it's, it's scary. Like and you're lucky you're in Canada. Cause I, I will say that we have been Googling to figure out how we can live there. <laughs> yeah. You told me that that was hilarious when you said that to me. <laughs> like my daughter's already determined. That's where she, that's where she's moving to when she, as soon as she turns 18, just for the, the lack of guns alone. Tell her to reach out every day fear. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Tell so, her to reach um, out. Uh, we'll I'll, I'll hook her up. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win Biden or, or Trump? I mean, I'm hopeful that it's Biden. Yeah, but I'm also a realist. Like right now, the polls are saying for at least for this area that Trump would still win, and then we have a anti-Semitic that's running for governor that he would win. And so it's like, but it's um, contradictory to the fact that they all seem to agree about women should have rights over their bodies and like bans shouldn't yeah. happen in books and all this other stuff. So I don't know where the disconnect is where someone that's been indicted and accused of such horrible crimes to women as well as the other unlawful yeah. stuff yeah. how they can make that dissidence from it like how can i don't know maybe they're yeah. um what's that tv show maybe maybe they're from that 70s show where they can <laughs> separate fact from fiction and mix it all together and apologize it away i don't know but it's mind it's mind-numbing to me or mind-blowing mind-numbing mind-blowing mind whatever blowing. it could be both um, you know, just yeah, it's both. When you're talking about Trump and the election, it's it's a lot more even than that. Um, yeah. But you know what I find um, just really I don't want the word. It's not weird. But when I find mind blowing, I'll use your word. Is that Trump might win the United States president uh, presidency just because he's entertaining, and I don't think mm -hmm. people really realize why people tune in and like him like he we live in a like a, a celebrity world right and who's the most famous person in the world donald trump like people he is the jerry springer of the political party yeah, that's I exactly and it's like yeah. he's a train wreck and if he's gonna be if you're gonna interview somebody and you interview donald trump even though i don't even like him i'm tuning in because i just want to hear what he's gonna say because you know he yeah. could say anything just off the cuff and i just feel like he's revolutionized i don't want to give him this credit but he's actually changed how how we look at politics, right? And you see people online that's like, yeah, well, Trump, I might not agree with him, but you know, he's entertaining or you know, he'll do this. And it's like, he's- He tells he's, the truth. Yo, the truth he, yeah, and I just feel like <laughs> yeah. the, there's people that love him and there's people that love to hate him. And I feel like in this climate with this generation, I, I'm not saying that he's gonna win, but I feel like that is a major edge. And you even see like Ron DeSantis trying to be that and he's, he's losing, but it's because- it's not that type of person. You don't want to hear that thing from anybody else. You just like Trump. You know what I mean? It's like somebody else trying to be Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? It's not, you could give somebody else those words, but it's, you like Dave Chappelle. So I think people love Trump and then people hate Trump, but the people that love to hate him is that's what's fueling everything even more. And he's just this giant, larger than life figure. And, and that's not what a presidency is all about, right? Like Charlemagne was saying, he doesn't talk policies. He doesn't talk legislation. Like, what is he doing? 
Um, and so anyways, that that's really scary, man. Like all jokes aside, it will be really um, scary if Donald Trump wins in 2024. And I think that um, I think that he has, has a good chance. Scarily enough, I do yeah. too. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not going into this the same way as 2016, where I was like, oh, everything will be okay when I wake up. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll just have to wait and see and hope that truth prevails. I don't exactly. even know. Um, but it's back to the fun stuff. All right, let's <laughs> go. Podcasting and fashion, <laughs> yeah, and all exactly. of the books. What is on the horizon for you next? What are you looking forward to doing? Um, so for me, I'm really just, um, focusing primarily on, on the podcast, um, trying to grow, um, just my entire, like now that I've, that I've weaned myself off of like, you know, the, the, the Nike Kool-Aid, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting rid of, of my stock and, and winding down exclusivity. Um, and I'm really just focusing on being a content creator. So now when people ask me like, you know, what do I do? I don't, I don't say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't say I'm a CEO. I say I'm a content creator and you got to get yourself in that mind frame and wake up every morning and know that I'm working as a content creator and not working as an entrepreneur as a, as a CEO. So I'm really trying to grow my Instagram accounts. I'm trying to do like TikTok trends. I'm trying to do all of these things um, because I really love that, that world. Um, and and I, I think that there's like, um, I think there's a future in it for me. So I'm really just focusing on that every day when I wake up. So that's fascinating because a lot of times I feel like content creators, they're dreaming to be where you are. You know. And now you're like flipping it on the lid. We're like, whoa, 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 don't become an entrepreneur. Stay in the content creator yeah. world. So yeah. share a little bit about yeah. that transition because I'm like, wait. Yeah. I remember uh, years ago before I was even like in that mind space. Cause I'm like, no, I'm a paid actor. I'm a paid actor uh, model. A girlfriend gave me a shirt called, and it had an influencer on it. I'm like, ah, I am not an influencer. And now I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to accept this. This is what I thought of influencer content creators. I think a lot of old school people, yeah. millennials and older, um, might not realize like, Hey, content creator is not the CC word. It's, mm. it's something you should be aspiring to be. So sure. talk a little bit about that. Well, just, I always look at things from a business perspective and just from a business perspective, content creation is a multi-billion dollar year business. And you take a piece of that. Um, that's, that's a, that's a million dollar business. Right. <laughs> um, and, um, so, so there's that aspect. There's, there's, there's a tremendous amount of money in it. Um, I feel like um you know content creating content creation is still new it's it's really 10 15 years old when we look back on content creators 60 70 years from now like you said like the next generation the next generation after that it will be a more of a normal doctor lawyer nurse policeman fireman whatever will be more of um of, a, of an accepted um career choice Mm. Um, and, and I like being at, at the precipice of things. I like being at the forefront in the grand scheme of things. I'm late, but sorry, in the short, in like in, in the, um, in the present now, I feel like I'm a little bit late, but in the grand scheme of things, um, I'm still very, very early in it. Um, I don't think in 15 or 20 years, people are going to watch cable television. Like we are on YouTube and streaming services and all that stuff. Like, I just think the world is, um, COVID gave us a little bit of a hint to, of what the world's going to be like. But if you think 10 or 15 years from now, it's not trying to be an actor on a TV show. It's, you know, having your own show on Instagram and having your own show on YouTube or having your own podcast. Like we think about it, like we have our own shows. Forget about how many people are watching it. But 20 years ago, you couldn't have your own show. You couldn't get a camera. You couldn't find any, you couldn't put your content somewhere for people to watch it. 
And yeah. just imagine connect with somebody all the way in Canada. <laughs> like, so, yeah, yeah. For us to be able to do this forty yeah. years ago, you would you would need a show. You would need ABC, NBC, yeah. whatever. You need gatekeepers. So the, the gatekeepers, there's no gatekeepers. We could have a show right now and, and put it online, and ten million people watch it. It's it's a hit. If you know a hundred people watch it, we go and do it again, and we try to get to that. So that um, that direct to consumer. Um, mind state and offense and knowing that in the grand scheme of things, we're still at the beginning. It's super exciting for me. Um, and, and just to, just a little note, as you know, I was like to, to kind of like inspire people. Um, it's not, don't be a CEO and it's not, don't, um, get into business. It's just, you got to have, um, a balance. And when I was modeling and when I was acting and when I was in my, before we knew what content creating was, when I was in that entertainment world, um, I stopped it because my side business that was paying for my modeling career, which was selling long tees and do-rags out the trunk of my car um, in Montreal, that started to blow up. And I made a decision to say, I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to grow my business to a point where I have enough finances, where I feel comfortable enough to go back. Now, I got way more than I was aspiring to because my business just did well. Um, I, I was good at it. I started out from one store and I took it to 10 stores and had a national brand. It was a hundred million dollar a year business, uh, not a year, um, hundred million dollar, um, brand. And for me, I'm fortunate enough to be able to now to go back to my passion. So like my advice to content creators out there that they don't have enough, um, you know, maybe money in the content creating world, it's okay to take a break from it do something and have enough money to feel comfortable and then come back to your content creation. I feel sometimes people are maybe try to do both. And sometimes you got to take a step, step back, concentrate on one, get your money right. And then come back. And that's what I'm doing. I love that advice because the get your money, right. It's the hard part because it, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm self-produced and so on. And it's a yeah. matter of like, because I don't want someone telling me what I need to do, how I need to exactly. do things, do this that way. Only talk to people that look like this. Da, da, da. Like there's so many hoops people wanted me to jump through exactly. to be other things. And then being able to be myself, do things my way. It's working for me. Exactly. You know, it doesn't work for everyone, but it exactly. works for me. Because if I got a dollar for every time I was told to niche down and mm -hmm. haven't, <clears throat> I mean, where would I be right now if I only um, spoke with entertainers? I wouldn't have anybody to speak with. So. Yeah, exactly. Anywho, <laughs> well, I want to be very considerate of your time because I do know that you have to you have to get those TikToks, Instagrams. I got a content create time of the day and be ready for that algorithm because it waits for no one. Facts. So thank you so much again no for problem. being my guest. No and problem. I have to add that my editing software decided to like freeze halfway through, so I'm hoping this all turned out okay because that's why I'm still looking like the little um, ca um caption closet lady down here. <laughs> Like maybe I'm doing the sign language of the show, but I'm not so sorry if you um, misinterpreted me. But okay. uh, needless to say, thank you so much again no for problem. being my guest. I can't wait to have you back and learn even more about the Trent Out Loud show yep. and more about whatever. If you have any more books coming out because volume one and two were amazing and you can still thank get you. them on Amazon yes, and Barnes and Noble, I believe as well. So make sure you check that out. And if there's anything else that you would like to say, make sure everybody follows you and tell them where to follow. Yeah, you. Exactly. Follow me, yep. follow me at Trend Out Loud on all social platforms, uh, TikTok, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and that's really about it, man. Support content creators, uh, follow me. And also, 
have, I'm, I'm more than happy to come back on here anytime. If you want to do topics, if you want to talk, if you just, if you don't have a guest one day, hit me up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always here to, to chat. And like you said, at the beginning of this, um, I'm never short of words. So, uh, let's do this and let's support each other. Uh, I got it on video. So definitely <laughs> you have an open I'm door. Down. Anytime you want to talk, you just let me know. Cause All right. I tell you, finding guests is horribly hard. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm not I'm here for you unless it's with a check. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. You can reject me from a part because I just feel like, oh, the casting director is holding me out for a better position. Yeah. And you <laughs> know what I hate? Couple of months, but, you know what I hate when people yeah. say they I hate when people say yes, but then they don't have time. Just say no to me. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? It's like, yeah, but maybe on a Saturday and maybe this and then it's like uh, it was too much, man. And then the people that say yes are like, I'm kind of shy or my camera and this. And then there's mm -hmm. people like, can I see the edit before you put it out? Can you take this? Can you take no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, I need to all of that. No, I can't. All of that. And um, so I'm working on a new project. And even with that, it was like, all oh, these are great content, but we need four. 4K level so it could be on TV. And then I'm like, wait, but my best yeah. guests, they live in like busy areas where their Wi Fi yeah. is. So it's like, oh, yeah. this is too hard. Yeah, so yeah, too I'm going to take you up on that because you have a great camera and great sounds uh, and you always have great things to talk about. Yep. Oh, don't be I'm surprised. Like, way, <laughs> hit me up. Hit me up. I'm here for Thank you. Thank you so much, Trent. I really right. appreciate you and Thank your support. You. No problem. And make sure you guys support Trent Out Loud. Follow him, all the places, all the pages, all the things. And thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of the eSpot. And make sure you follow, share, and like, and tell your friends to watch and see and listen as well. All right. Thanks, everyone.